Hello, hello, and welcome back. Welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. It's Tina Constant here, and you know, all the jibber jabber is at the end <laughs> or in the show notes. So, we're jumping right into today's story, which is called The Very Best of Friends. Now, Many of the stories about the creation of humankind paint people as puppets or malleable toys put on the earth for the entertainment of the gods. Now, at the beginning, yeah, this was probably true. <laughs> but the longer people lived on the earth and got used to their environment, the more they communicated, the more they grew and connected and bonded, and as those bonds grew stronger, they began to make up their own minds about how they should live and what their purpose on this world should be. <laughs> and I have to tell you, uh, the gods were not impressed. <laughs> With every new choice these humans made, the gods felt their control slipping away. And so they gathered at the top of the highest mountain to talk. Some of the gods wanted to toss every one of these little annoying creatures into the furnace at their feet. But others said, no, hang on, there is still some amusement to be had. And so they came up with an idea. Let's not destroy them, the god of thunder boomed. Let's change them just a little. <laughs> and so it was decided. That night, while the humans slept, the gods picked their way through the slumbering forms, and from each one they took a spark. A tiny spark, so small that every spark from every human on earth could fit into a little leather bag that the god of thunder hid in a hole at the top of that mountain. Then the gods sat in the clouds, and they watched. And when the humans woke, <laughs> the gods laughed out loud. <laughs> what a sight to behold! Instead of waking to people they knew and loved, no single human recognized each other. Brothers looked into the eyes of brothers and saw a stranger. Sisters looked at sisters, and they couldn't understand a word they spoke. Parents looked into the eyes of their children and saw faces they didn't recognize. In terror and confusion, the humans ran around trying to find something they recognized. And when they didn't, they went looking for anything familiar, anything they could relate to. So it was that people with one shade of skin gathered together. Everyone who spoke the same tongue clung to each other. And if they didn't find that, they went looking for hair or eyes that matched theirs. It was chaos. And when all was done, humankind no longer connected or bonded. Instead, they huddled in caves and avoided even the slightest contact with each other. And with that came distance. And with that came mistrust. 
And with that, the people turned to what they knew. They turned back to the gods for guidance. Now, there was only one small god who realized the damage that had been done. And what broke his heart even more was that it was his spark he had allowed to be used against humankind. So when the nights were cold and dark and the people lit campfires and huddled around them, that god watched from the flames. He tried to warm and comfort them and thought hard about how to fix things. But no matter what he did or how loud he spoke, humans were so terrified of everything that they shut their eyes and they hid. There was only one campfire that gave the god hope. Around it sat two humans. One was named Jeddah, and the other was named Oris. They had found each other because they, they didn't fit anywhere else. Their skin wasn't light or dark. Their eyes weren't blue or green or brown. The language wasn't any language at all, because neither of them spoke. They hadn't done since birth. When they woke that fateful morning, they too tried to find a common clan, but in the end, they were the only two left. Sitting around their small fire, Jeddah and Oris listened to the worries and the concerns and the fears of everyone around them. With no words to say, they sat so quietly that they were able to hear the god in the fire. Go to the mountain in the north, the god said. Climb to the top. I will guide you. So, packing what little they had and avoiding every other human, Jeddah and Oris did what the god told them. Every day they clambered through marshes and valleys, across canyons and rivers, and along the spines of great mountain ranges. And every night they lit a fire and listened as that bright god told them the secrets the other gods would keep from humankind. Like how the sun came to be, or how the moon was born, all about Great Father Time, but most of all, where the god of thunder had hidden the spark of humanity. Jeddah and Oris traveled for a year and a day, and at last, with hardened feet, exhausted bones, but passion in their hearts, they reached that mountain. You will not be welcome here, the fire god said. I cannot protect you on your journey, but I can grant you one favor. If it is in my power, I will give it. But move fast, be quiet, take nothing from the mountain that you do not expect to pay for. I will meet you at the top. So, Jedan and Oris pressed themselves as tight to the mountainside as they could. 
They hid in caves. They tiptoed around trees. They didn't let a single pebble shift under their feet. They were just a few corners from the top, ready for the final approach, when they both paused to catch their breaths. And without thinking, they stooped to drink. Well, one sip from that mountain spring was all it took. Who dares take from my spring? The god of thunder roared from above. Jeddah and Oris ran. The god of thunder gave chase. He blew up winds and hurricanes, lashed them with hail and thunder. <laughs> Jeddah and Oris didn't stop. They dodged and clambered, struggled and fought, until, bleeding and scratched, they reached the very top of that mountain. And there, just like the god of fire had said, was the small leather bag that carried the spark of all humanity. Jeddah grabbed the bag and put it in her pocket, just as the god of thunder sent a ball of hail, so huge and so hard it would have crushed her to a pulp, had Oris not stepped in front of her. For the first time in her life, Jeddah screamed out, but it was too late. Oris was flung from the mountain and crushed into the jagged rocks below, and the god of thunder laughed. He loomed over Jeddah. What is mine is mine, he said, and he reached to take the spark back. It was then that Jeddah called on the god of fire. I have my favor to ask she said. Make it so the god of thunder can never touch humankind unseen again. And the god of thunder <laughs> laughed. You ignorant human! With my water I quench fire. What can that mouse of a god do? What indeed <laughs> can the god of fire do? In that moment, as the god of thunder reached down to grab Jeddah, a flame shot up and into the sky, so bright, so hot and so loud, that every human saw it and heard it and knew that thunder was coming. Cursing! The god of thunder tried to touch the earth again, but every time he did, fire burned his fingers and lit up the skies. With the god of thunder distracted, Jeddah ran from the mountain, holding the bag of sparks close to her. She ran from clan to clan, group to group, and in every human being she returned that tiny flame. Then she stood on a hilltop and watched. Surely everyone would go back to what they were. Surely everyone would see each other and recognize each other for who they are. But the damage had been done. The sparks were too small. Heartbroken, Jeddah collapsed under a tree and she cried. She had lost her only friend. 
the precious orbs, and for nothing. In her sorrow, she lit a flame to warm her hands, if not her heart. And there, <laughs> the god of fire smiled at her. You've done what you can, he said. Now it's my turn. Then humankind must do the rest. With that, the god of fire travelled the world and settled into every hearth, every campfire, every flame and candle. And from there, he whispered stories about the time when people talked and agreed and connected and bonded. And Jeddah watched. She watched humankind over years and then decades and centuries. Despite the whispers from the god of fire, people still argued and they fought and they battled each other. And for a long time, Jeddah saw no hope. Until one day, two people passed each other in a crowded square. Their eyes met. And without knowing why, <laughs> they both smiled. They didn't stop to speak, but for a moment there was, there was a warmth between them, a flicker of recognition. Not long after that, two other humans passed each other in a market. Don't I know you? One said. Oh, I don't think so, said the other, but you are familiar. And slowly... As the spark of humanity bloomed and grew in each soul, so humankind began to see each other again. <laughs> no matter the shade of their skin or their language, they recognized each other as neighbors and brothers and sisters and friends. In all that time, even to today, the God of Fire did not rest. He still feels responsible for what happened way back at the dawn of time. Which means it's his mission to be present at every campfire and every fireside. So it's no surprise <laughs> that we find comfort around these flames. It's no surprise that the best stories are told and retold around the hearth. And it's no surprise that strangers who sit around a fire at night are friends by the time the sun comes up. So the next time you <laughs> pass someone and smile, know that you have seen their human spark and that they have seen yours, and that you're not strangers. Once you were the very best of friends. Ah, there you go, folks. That's it from Waffle Free Storytelling. <laughs> Next time you see someone you think you might know, just give them a smile, say hello. <laughs> and you know I'm going to tell you to go and hug the people you love. <laughs> oh man, and go around to www tinaconstant.com all the links to everything are down in the show notes um, there's a link there to a, a lovely new mailing list uh, where you can get all of the stories uh, digitally dropped on your doorstep uh, so join that little campfire that would be great to see you there and uh, have yourself a beautiful beautiful perfect wonderful day and I'll see you next week 
Oh, more shenanigans <laughs> from the land of Waffle Free. <laughs> bye bye now. <laughs>